0: It's 8 o'clock on today, coming up, highs and lows. President Biden arrives at a global climate summit in Scotland, while here at home, a new NBC News poll shows his numbers way down as his economic agenda hangs in the balance. We're live with the latest. Then, telling her story, Huma Abedin joins us live to talk about living life in and out of the spotlight. By the longtime Hillary Clinton aide is choosing now to speak out. Plus, a league of their own will take you inside the new basketball league that's changing the lives of teen
1: athletes.
2: So the idea is to produce NBA players.
1: That is certainly a major goal for us. We want to see as many of them as possible in the NBA because that's every kid's dream.
0: How it's creating a unique pathway to the pros and what's going on. Andy Cohen will join us to talk about the making of his new inspirational book and he'll share an exciting announcement. Can't wait to hear about all of it. Today, Monday, November 1st, 2021.
3: Visiting today. On our 20th anniversary.
1: Hello, Hello. coming, coming to to Kentucky.
3: To Kentucky. We're on a girls trip for Broadway and today. Hi, Mike and Phillips. <laughs> Good, Good morning to our, our friends, friends in St. Petersburg, Florida. And Farmington, Connecticut. <laughs>
4: On our anniversary
5: trip.
6: Hello to our girls in Boston and Jacksonville. We're a family of educators. From
5: Rochester, New York.
6: Hello to all of our students.
0: Hello. Hey, hey, hey. Hello. Great <laughs> plaza crowd out there. It's Monday morning. It's the 1st of November. Oh, wait. It's I know. Oh. It's already happening.
3: All right. Be sure, guys, to join us tomorrow. We're going to kick off our holiday handbook, everything you need to know during the busy weeks ahead.
2: So we're going to start with Vicki Wynn by exploring those buy now, pay later offers. You've probably seen these. Well, most retailers now have that option, but how does it work? And in the long run, is it even worth it? We'll have that for you tomorrow, right here Mm -hmm. on Today.
0: All right, let's get to your news at 8 o'clock. President Biden has arrived in Scotland to rally world leaders at the Global Climate Summit. But back home, members of his own party are stalling his domestic agenda, unable to come to an agreement. NBC's Chief White House Correspondent Weekend Today co-anchor Peter Alexander traveling with the president for us. Peter, good morning again.
7: Hey, Savannah, good morning to you from here at Edinburgh Castle. This is being billed as the most important international climate conference since the Paris Climate Accord. And as we speak right now, President Biden is now delivering his opening remarks to this group. Just moments ago, he described climate change as a growing catastrophe. He asked, will we seize the enormous opportunity before us or will we condemn future generations to suffer? This is the decade that will determine the answer. The president facing real challenges right now, trying to put pressure on countries to slash carbon emissions, uh, really basically to try to protect this warming planet. Prince Charles, among those already speaking in today's opening session, urging urging leaders to consider their responsibility to future generations. Still, the president is facing renewed skepticism with his multi-trillion dollar spending plans, including the largest ever climate investments stalled in Congress. The president wanted those bills signed into law before he got here was evidence of the U.S.'s commitment to this crisis. He's downplaying any impact on his message. Still, House Democrats had been eyeing votes tomorrow, but that timetable is shifting. And we learned this morning or last night that his press secretary, Jen Psaki, tested positive for coronavirus. We have also learned that President Biden just yesterday tested negative. Peter,
0: Peter, thank you very much.
3: All right, let's now head to uh, Austin, Texas, where Lester Holt is kicking off another week-long nightly news series uh, across America. It will focus on issues that are important to communities across the country. And Lester, you picked a couple of good reasons to go, the Cowboys and the Astros, but we also hear (laughs) that Austin is booming right now. What can you tell us?
1: Hoda, good morning, good to see you. It is great to be back on the road for our Six Across America journey, our chance to really drill down into some of the stories and trends resonating in hometowns everywhere, like jobs and housing. And we start here in Austin, one of America's largest boom towns. Job growth here is exploding along with the population. More high-tech firms are taking up residency, Apple and Tesla among those putting down roots and it's had a hand in driving an influx of new residents. Tonight, I speak to a couple who are among about a handful of families on a single block who moved here from out of state in the last year.
8: The lifestyle is just slower down here. You know, we kind of felt like we were running the rat race in right. California because of the cost of living and, you know, just trying to keep up with everything. And Yeah.
4: We wanted to get ahead financially, but more more than that, it's about, like I said, family and doing what's best for these kids. We wanted them to have a yard. We wanted them to have a better school and have a community like this. So we thought that that had so much value to
1: us. A lot of to explore here. Um- we're going to be looking also some of the downsides to the growth here in Austin. Later this week, we'll be telling other stories around the country. I'll be reporting from St. Louis, Washington, D.C., Nashville, and Phoenix. And, of course, we hope you'll join us for Across America on Nightly News. Hoda?
3: All right. Thank you, Lester. Good to see you.
2: All right. Talk about Mario Madness. Check out this story, folks. A 33-year-old copy of Super Mario Brothers 2 has been sold at auction for more than $88,000. The game was apparently in its original packaging, never been opened. It was found in the back of a closet when a house in Indiana was being prepared for an estate sale. The buyer was a businessman from Florida. And if he ever gets tempted to open the box and play the game the value, well, it's going to go right down the Mm -hmm. sewer. You got a lot of folks about my Mm -hmm. age right now Mm -hmm. angry with themselves. For what? All, well, Not. all those games that we threw out. Oh, but you right. You opened them and played them. There's <laughs> <laughs> probably a couple. Like I got a Mike Tyson's punch out that I never uh, opened.
3: You never uh, opened you it. You didn't? Anyway. No, well, come on, eBay.
2: I, I have no idea what uh-huh. it is. I think my younger uh-huh. brother
3: probably checked it. All right. Well, I guess you're gonna have to stay here working for uh-huh. now. Yes. Uh, let's get a Monday booze I got one for you. A real good one. Air Force Sergeant John Payone wanted to surprise his four young sons when he came home from deployment. Uh, So John used to work as an EMT, so he and his wife arranged for a small parade of emergency vehicles to pass their house in Jersey. Watch what happened when the fire truck at the end came to a complete stop.
2: Oh, man, (laughs) that's a good one.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh. look at the crew. (laughs)
3: Yep, their dad uh, snuck out of the back of the fire truck. The boys all ran up and gave him welcome home hugs. Ah, sweet. So cute. Mm -hmm.
0: Guys, coming up next, our exclusive live interview with Huma Abedin, Hillary Clinton's famously private aide and confidant, now opening up about the trials and triumphs she's faced in Washington and in life. And we'll talk to Huma right after this. Welcome back. For the last decade, Huma Abedin has been defined in the public eye by those closest to her. Her work as a longtime aide to Hillary Clinton and her marriage to disgraced former Congressman Anthony Weiner put her in a harsh spotlight at times. And through it all, she has stayed mostly silent until now. Huma is out with a new memoir. It's called Both and A Life in Many Worlds. We're going to talk to her in just a moment. But first, more on her journey. Puma Abedin has been a fixture in the political world for decades.
8: That looks really good
0: making a name for herself as Hillary Clinton's right-hand woman, with some calling her Clinton's second daughter. Abedin started as a White House intern in 1996 before following Clinton to the Senate, the State Department, then back to the campaign trail as a top advisor for Clinton's 2016 presidential run.
8: Come out and help us fight!
0: But it wasn't until Abedin's personal life became consumed by scandal that she found herself in the spotlight.
3: I'm deeply sorry for the pain this has caused was my wife, Huma, and our family. In
0: 2011, her estranged husband, Anthony Weiner, resigned from Congress after he admitted to texting sexually explicit photos of himself to several women. Abedin later by his side when he attempted to run for New York City mayor in 2013. This
3: behavior that I did was problematic to say the least, destructive
0: to say the most. When it was revealed Wiener had continued sexting under the pseudonym Carlos Danger, Aberdeen made a rare public statement in his defense.
6: I love him. I have forgiven him. I believe in him. And as we have said from the beginning, we are moving forward. A documentary
0: on the campaign capturing her stress behind the scenes.
1: It's like having a nightmare.
0: Weiner, in an interview a few months later. I don't think she did anything wrong. I
9: mean, I mean, if there, I mean, her, her crime is standing at my side and helping me get through it.
0: The couple separated in 2016 just months before the FBI reopened its case into Clinton's emails after some emails between Clinton and Aberdeen were found on Weiner's computer, a development celebrated by Clinton's opponent. Thank you, Uma. Good job, Uma. The former Democratic nominee saying on today in 2017 she believed the FBI investigation into the email scandal announced shortly before the election led directly to her loss.
3: I think the determining factor was the intervention by Comey on October 28th. Well, that
0: sets the stage, and Huma Abedin joins us now. Good morning. Good morning, Savannah. I've known you for years. Usually you're standing somewhere off stage while a candidate. The principal is here. This is the first time you've
6: ever done a live interview. That's exactly right. And how do you feel? Well, I generally tend to like being in the background, but I'm I'm feeling great. I'm really excited to be here today. I wanted to ask you about this
0: because you've had a fascinating life. There's no question, an international childhood. You've been at the heights of power. But you're writing a memoir, and you have to go there on everything. And it reopens the public gaze on some really painful chapters. Why did you
6: want to do that? Well, first of all, the book was amazing therapy for me and I have spent 25 years of my life in in public and I've always been the invisible person, the silent person behind the primary person and I've liked it that way. I've actually, I preferred being in the background, being in service of the mission. But while I was silent, somebody else was telling my story and I decided that if I allowed that to happen, somebody else is writing my history. And so for me, it's an opportunity to talk about this incredible, privileged, extraordinary life I had, the highs, the challenges. And maybe out there, there's there are some women it might help, or some young brown girls or Muslim women, I, I think. Um, I have some lessons and some life experiences I'm proud to share. Well, we can't possibly capture it all, but I have to ask you about Anthony, your husband,
0: Anthony Weiner. Um, you talk about meeting him. You were in your 20s. You were, he was your first serious boyfriend, your first Valentine date, your first everything. What, why did you fall for him? And were there warning signs even then?
6: I think from the minute I met Anthony and I write extensively about our you know meeting and our relationship. I mean, he was a force of nature. He was charismatic, he was smart. I think one of the things that really attracted me to Anthony at the beginning was this our joint commitment to public service and trying to do the next right good thing. And in hindsight, you know hindsight is 2020. I think a lot of people look at our relationship from a 2021 perspective, but in the moment, it was this all-consuming, captivating love affair as you said. He was my first love. He was the first man, as I write in the book, I'd ever been with. So um, we've been through a lot together. Well, the book chronicles in in deeply painful
0: detail what appeared to be a cycle of betrayal, public revelation, and humiliation, lies, and repeat that you went through. And I know there are people who would say, Savannah, you have to ask her, why
6: why did you stay so long? Why did you put up with that? Well, as I said, a lot of people look at this, our relationship from a 2021 perspective. In that moment, in 2011, number one, I was in shock, um, just to get, remind people. I mean, I the first time the scandal broke, I was carrying his child. I wasn't even 12 weeks pregnant. My, my baby became my primary focus. I was deeply in love with this man. I didn't understand the behavior, or what was happening. And every sort of decision I made was a decision for that moment. For periods of time, I was just trying to get through that day. Do you think you were in denial a little bit? I don't think I was in denial. I think I did not understand that my husband had a compulsion, um, uh, an, uh, as, as, as was later revealed, an, an addiction that was increasingly getting worse over time. It's not that we weren't in therapy. It just wasn't, you know, you have to be committed and um, and we tried, but we just didn't understand. It's why I write about it in such detail in the book. You, you He ran for mayor. He tried to mount a political
0: comeback after the first revelation. You supported that movie, yes. You defended him. Yes. And in the middle of that campaign, yet new revelations came out. So essentially, while he's running for mayor, he's lying. You don't know it, but he does. Do you regret standing by
6: him? I don't regret standing by him. And as I say in the book, I have an entire chapter explaining the why. I know there's been a lot of speculation of what is wrong with her and what is she thinking in that time. But I decided it was the right thing to do because I had um, encouraged him to run for mayor. I did think that he was a good public servant, and I thought this was a way back for him. You know, as I write very uh, detailed, I was in shock. I... through a period of time saying i just i want my life back and we didn't just have any life we had this most perfect life i thought we had this amazing love affair and so no for me i felt i owed it to people to stand at that podium because i had supported um, his decision to run the final straw for you was a
0: revelation yet another one in 2016 a picture of him indecent next to your sleeping toddler son and that was the, the the last straw for you Did you worry that your child could be taken away from you? You write that CPS, Child Protective Services, investigated your family.
6: It was... uh, um, Yes. It was any mother, if you asked her what she would do if she thinks somebody would take your child, I think the answer would be what I wrote in the book, which is I would stand at that door and not allow it to happen. It was a, a harrowing experience, but I chose to write about it in great detail in the book.
0: All this time, this is all happening. It'd be enough for any one person. You're also at the heights of political power. There's a presidential campaign going on. You were a senior advisor to Hillary Clinton. And the irony is not lost on anyone that Hillary Clinton herself had been through public scandal, had had to deal with an infidelity. Did she give you advice then?
6: Did she say, whom leave him? Or did she,
0: you know, what what was her thought then?
6: I have had the privilege of working for her for 25 years. And... I would say, and I think anybody who works for Hillary would say this, is whenever I've had any personal challenges, or really any challenges, she has approached the conversation with me as a friend first and a boss second. And she showed every time that I am here for you, I support you, whatever your decision is, we are all here for you.
0: Things got very complicated when late in the campaign in 2016, some emails between you and Hillary Clinton were discovered on Anthony Weiner's laptop. They had been forwarded, uh, the investigation found, so so that he could print them out for you. But in any event, James Comey reopened the email investigation 11 days before Election Day, and you heard Hillary Clinton say she felt that contributed and was the determining factor in her words to her loss. You've said in the book that you will carry that to your grave. You feel guilty
6: about it? I felt I lived with a tremendous amount of guilt. And the moment this unprecedented announcement 10 days before the election, breaking the norm of any f- previous FBI director, um, yeah, it was, a, it was a shock to my system, and then two days earlier. And the thing that really got to me about that experience is the year before, when I had heard that the FBI had, was starting this investigation, I had not heard from anybody about any information and I had volunteered, I had reached out to say, can I be helpful? Um, I didn't understand why nobody tried to reach me. So yes, I, I will carry that to my grave. We just have a few moments
0: left. I do want to ask you about a revelation in the book. You, you talked about being a young staffer in your 20s uh, when, for then Senator Clinton and a sitting US senator forcibly trying to kiss you. You've said it's not sexual assault, but he made a pass at you.
6: You didn't identify this senator. Why not? So I was very thoughtful. I really thought about what I was going to include in the book. And if you've read the whole book, you can see that I have chosen to tell my full truth. And I told that that story for two reasons. Number one, I think women or people tend to bury their trauma. And that is something that happened to me. And I had buried it. And the reason it came back to my mind is when I was watching the Brett Kavanaugh hearings. And saw Christine Blasey Ford being challenged for some of the things, some memories that had come up, this convenient memory. And it was as I was watching the hearings and listening to this conversation that my experience came back to me. So for me, it's about being able to share my truth. And by the way, I think back in the 2000s, plenty of women, not just in politics, but even in in every industry, just endured these things and buried them.
0: Just to put a pin on it, some senators now have said, Huma should identify this person because what if there are other people who have similar allegations? I mean, is this person still in the United States Senate today?
6: I chose not to name the individual because this story is not about him, this is about me. And in 2021, a woman should be able to talk about her trauma and her confusion and her experience, and it should be okay. Because I think what that story shows is that in the 2000s, that was not okay. You had to shut up and bury it and move on. And so I chose to tell my truth, and, and that is the truth. Well, final seconds. This is a story about you. I knew we
0: wouldn't have time to cover it all, but what do you see for your for your future?
6: Well, this is a whole new chapter for me. I am doing the thing with you, Savannah, that for my entire adult life I was terrified of, which is putting myself out there and... and being in public, and so I'm really looking forward to Think my you ministry. run for office one of these days? I am um, copying Shonda Rhimes. This is my year of saying yes. I'm not saying no to anything. Wow. Okay. You making a little news there at the end? Oh,
0: that was yes. <laughs> well, that was I don't know. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Well, good. <laughs> You'll have to answer it again in the next interview. Huma Abidi, thank you so much. A pleasure to be with you. The book is thank called so Both now. and A Life in Many Worlds, and it's out tomorrow. Let's go over to Al and get a check of the weather.
4: Could always do weather. It's, you know, yeah. Start with that and build. Anyway, uh, we are looking at autumn chill here in the Great Lakes, Northeast, mid Atlantic states, pleasant down through the Gulf, some snow making its way through the northern Rockies, and more heavy rain along the Pacific Northwest Coast into Northern California.
5: Best time of the day now, ladies! Yes. With our brand new floor. It's Pop it. Start. Thank you, Uncle Al. First up, Halloween. Let's take a look at some of the best costumes from this weekend's big celebrations. Leading the way Ariana Grande, the queen of Halloween. Boy, she loves Halloween. It's her favorite holiday. More more than Christmas, more than anything, oh, so she wow. cast herself in Miss Creature, Wow. from the Black Lagoon. Wow. Ariana sharing a series of swampy photos in full green oh and that's gills. Get, that's yeah. her husband also in it. We'll show you that. Dalton Gomez. He's the uh, the handsome scuba man. Okay. Wow. That's some serious. All... Speaking of green, did you catch Lizzo as our favorite little uh, <laughs> <baby>? <laughs> oh. Grammy winner strutted down so the streets cute. of L.A. as little Grogu from The Mandalorian? Oh, cute. Nice. Lizzo, shout out. Well done. After oh. our big football fright here on the Today Show, how did all, all of us go home oh, and, yeah. and celebrate? Savannah, let's start with
0: you? Uh, I just stayed in that costume all weekend. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> okay, There you are. Yeah, I had
3: a little ghost and a little cat. We just walked around and trick-or-treated. Oh, so fun. It was fun. Oh, no, what you did you guys end up doing? Uh, we had two unicorns. I was the sun, Joel was the moon, and we were in a town where um, everybody was in the parade. No one watched the parade. Oh, nice. The whole town walked down Main Street. That's, That's the perfect costume for yeah. you. You yes, are that that is. the sun. And by the way, we were with yeah, Dylan too. Yeah, I saw that and What about
2: yeah. the Melvin family? Butterflies. What am I talking about? We're spiders. <laughs> years ago. <I'm> okay. spiders. <laughs> and then Del Chi is a ghost. <laughs> Uncle Al.
4: We did nothing. Do you remember where you were? I did no. We just uh, Nick handed out candy. But how and much? Was,
3: how much candy did yeah. you get? How many full,
5: full size bars?
4: We went through seven hundred candy
5: bars. Wow! And three and full it. size. Three,
4: three. bags of the emergency fun size. Wow! How about the oh dailies?
5: We went as uh, Siri and I were Rip and Beth from the show Yellowstone. Hi. It's a tumultuous couple. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we did that, and the kids were various things. There's uh, London and Edda as oh, uh, Harley oh Quinn and you Wednesday. Wednesday
0: Adams. You see yours? Yeah.
5: And we then Siri and
0: Carson. They uh, look so good. Good.
5: Right. It was good. Uh, it was good. Well, okay. Go
0: to Instagram. Yeah, they are. Oh, yeah,
5: I bought a pack of marble lights for the first time in like fifteen years. Wow, <laughs> it was so weird. <laughs> Just for Siri <laughs> to have you the smoking? prop. No, no, oh, okay. smoke. Okay, okay.
4: Uh,
3: still okay. no. ahead. Get ready to watch what happens live. Andy Cohen. Bam! Is here. Yeah. Oh yeah, got a new book out. <laughs> November so happy to see this cheerful Monday crowd I mean you know what it feels a little chilly but our cr- our crews out here and Craig you got a cool story coming up in this half hour well
2: yes unfortunately I ended up having to play a little basketball for but I, uh, I ended up having to take the court with a 16 year old kids got some moves in fact Jalen Lewis Money. is now the youngest pro player in basketball history wow. he's playing in this brand new league that's creating a new path to the NBA. And uh, he's teaching skills that uh, they're teaching skills at the school, at least that most kids won't find in a lot of schools. We're going to tell you about that. They had their their debut this weekend down in Atlanta. Overtime Elite. Wow, I love it,
0: guys. Andy Cohen is here. Get the seven second delay ready. He's got a new book. It's filled with quotes from women who inspire him. Plus, if you're a Real Housewives fan, Andy has some exclusive news to share as well.
5: Looking forward to that. And we're going to introduce you to a Minnesota Viking star who's leading the fight for social justice in his adopted hometown and the man who inspired him is getting a special once-in-a-lifetime surprise.
4: Uh, And plus in our third hour, actor Cal Penn joining us live to talk about his unlikely journey from Hollywood to the White House and some very personal news he's revealing in his new memoir.
5: Good to see him and we're looking forward to tomorrow when one of our favorites pays a visit to his old (laughs) 30 Rock (laughs) stomping grounds, the The original OG, the last OG himself, Tracy Morgan. (laughs) Get a seven-second delay ready. (laughs) yeah, leave it on after Andy.
3: Mr. Roker, before we get to your forecast, we want to celebrate launch day. It's your new podcast. It's cooking. What's it called? Cooking Cooking up a a storm.
4: We are going to help you make... Your Thanksgiving meal, all in an easy-to-use six-part podcast. Mm-hmm. You just have to scan that QR code to listen. Get it from any of your uh, places you get your your podcast. We've got Ina Garten, Marcus Samuelson. Uh, we, we've got uh, Alexander Smalls, wow. uh, 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 Sola Aweleye. Uh, 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 yeah. I mean, it is. Uh, and each episode is dedicated episode, to it's, different. It's a different. Different, like Ina Garten's making uh, smashed potatoes, which we're going to do. Show you a little bit of in uh, the third hour. Okay. You know later. what?
3: You never gave up the What's turkey. It? The turkey in an hour and a half. Enough. Remember how we yeah. are yeah. so turkey?
4: In, in ninety minutes, you're gonna 90 watch minutes. It. it's worth it. You gotta listen. Okay. okay. Yeah. So
0: you just go dish by dish. Yes cooking up a storm. That's it. It's okay. like
4: Andy Cohen on Thanksgiving. Dish by dish.
5: <laughs>
0: <laughs> he always dishes, doesn't he? Uh, let's be sure to subscribe and like Al's Cooking Up a Storm Owl yeah. Roker podcast. Use the QR code to get right there. Let's uh, oh. take a look at the weather.
5: Today's weather is brought to you by TikTok. You have to see it. The weather is sponsored by
4: TikTok. Wow, look at that. Oh, hi kids! Get on to TikTok! We love you. Get to TikTok. Going. Let's show you what we've got going on right now. Week ahead, we've got uh, sunshine up and down the eastern seaboard. Cool start. Great Lakes, snow showers in the plains. Soggy out west. We get into the Midwest. We're looking at showers down through Texas. Wintry chill in the plains. Lots of sunshine along the eastern seaboard. Toward the end of the week, it's rainy in the mid-Atlantic states. It is going to be chilly from the Great Lakes northeast into the central plains. Sunny out west. And that's your latest weather. Notice taken a few It's pictures. the
5: man show.
4: Oh. I can't, I can't can't wait to see that forecast on the TikTok. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You
2: bet. When we come back, we're going to take you inside Overtime Elite. Remember that name, Overtime Elite. It's a brand-new basketball league that pays high school-age players professional wages. How it's looking to shape things up as we go one-on-one with one of its hottest young stars. Spoiler alert. Didn't go well. But first, <laughs> this is Today on NBA NBC.
5: Everybody outside, and we're back with a take exclusive on a brand new basketball league for some of the world's most talented teens. They call the league Overtime Elite, and it's positioning itself as a new pathway to the pros for elite high school age players.
2: Yeah, so the league
5: is operated
2: by Overtime. It's a sports media company uh, that the young people in your life probably know very well. They have a massive digital footprint: fifty million followers, a billion views every month. And Overtime Elite, or OTE. This is its next big venture. The league now successfully recruiting top tier talent thanks to an impressive staff, big name investors, and the promise of a minimum six figure salary. I'm on a mission to get to the NBA. I'm ready, ready to work. Jalen Lewis has always been a dreamer. How long have you known you wanted to be a professional basketball player? I'll say since I was three since I really, like, started figuring out the game, I knew it was for me. And the game's been good to him. The Oakland native is 6'9", number two in his draft class. And at 16 years old already, one of the hottest young players in the country. I've heard that you're decent on the court I can make a few shots I'm all right but Jalen's forging a new path to the pros he's giving up his high school and college eligibility to play for overtime elite a brand new basketball league for the world's top 16 to 19 year olds the inaugural class of 27 players are considered pros because they're paid to play contracts started at hundred thousand dollars a year Jalen's multi-year contract is reportedly worth a million dollars He's now the youngest professional basketball player in U.S. history. It's a lot of money. It is. It's like something that no one has really done at 16. That's why I seize the opportunity. It's life changing. Yeah. Jalen and his new teammates live and train in Atlanta. They're split into three groups of nine and will play elite prep schools in each other through a 37 game season with international play expected next spring. When the athletes aren't at practice, they're in class learning about financial literacy, social activism, mental health, and the business of basketball. So are we teaching them to be businessmen or or basketball players? All of the above. All of the above. All of the above. (laughs) OTE leadership is uniquely qualified to understand the importance of both. The three I talked to have a combined 70 years of coaching, playing, and executive experience in the NBA and NCAA. Why was it so important to allow the guys to profit off their their likeness and their name? A lot of younger players, especially some
9: of the the newer stars in the league, got their start connecting with overtime's fans and building community online. And so, how could we, of all organizations, not acknowledge that value in
2: the form of a contract? And they've caught the attention of some impressive investors: Drake, Jeff Bezos, Carmelo Anthony, Kevin Durant few dozen NBA players. Why do you think so many of these men and women have decided to pony up so much money? You have professional athletes, you have entrepreneurs, you have musicians, all people who
9: excel at what they do and have in many cases taken alternative paths. They see themselves in this
1: opportunity.
2: Drake didn't have to go to the Berklee School of Music. He was quite fine without it. So the idea is to produce NBA players.
1: That is certainly a major goal for us. We want to see as many of them as possible in the NBA because that's every kid's dream.
2: A dream that Jalen Lewis is more than ready to make real in a few years. For now, though, he's enjoying being 16. That means talking to girls, playing video games, and debating basketball legends. Greatest player ever. Is that a trick question. I'm just going to go with LeBron James. LeBron? Yeah. How many championships does he have? Four, right? How many does Mike have? You got six. Right. You need to teach the kids some history of basketball, Coach. We decided to settle things where else? Let me see. On the court. I'm, oh, down. I'm I it. I wasn't even down. warm yet. Hang on. What are you going to do? <laughs> oh, <incoln> come on over, top. Oh, oh now, he's off, now he's showing off, Coach. That's a back down game. Oh, oh, I'm down.
4: in there again.
2: You dribble too you much. Oh! Oh! The oh! <hang> oh! How about we call it a draw? Okay. Okay. I'm out of breath. Oh, it was, oh. You lost Three to one, and you were exhausted. I, I did. <laughs> we only played for <laughs> then five. Then you pulled a hammy. And the kid, they, I mean, they, yeah, he's number two in the country. Yeah. Uh, OT season, by the way, kicked off this weekend. They played a few prep schools uh, at home in Atlanta. No surprise, they won all of their games. Also, no surprise to anyone that Jalen, uh, he put up twenty points. In his first game. What
0: you would call a draw. Yes. <laughs> exactly. So this is, I mean, it's kind of hard to wrap your mind yeah, around. It right. It's such a new concept. But, I mean, the NCAA is going to start paying yes. players. So does right. that make it a harder sell? I mean, it seems like the big pull for, for players to not go college route is to get paid yeah. at the CE. Yes.
2: yes. And some players in the NCAAs, when they change the rules, they'll make money. Everyone in this league makes money. Yeah. Yeah. Like the minimum size is $100,000, and they can cash it on their, their, their name and likeness. And, of course, the flip side, though, is you're, you, you can't go to college. Yeah. So what happens then? I mean, the, the, the thinking is that most of these kids, if not all of these kids, either end up in the NBA or they play overseas. They play internationally. These are, these are the best kids around the country. The bigger question is going to come into play, I think, in a couple of years from now when you've got the, the blue chip programs, your Dukes, your UNCs. Right. They're now competing with the overtime
5: elites right. and other
2: programs like
5: this for mm-hmm. top talent. So there it are. It makes some sense though. So Kevin Garnett, Kobe Bryant, uh, LeBron, the list goes on if people came right out of high school. Yeah, true. So right. that pathway is not. But, uh, but how many of them,
4: of those caliber players, are these kids? Right. Yeah. Yeah.
5: And, and
2: the, for its part, the NBA, they're okay with it right yeah. now.
0: So. Okay. Right. Interesting. That was cool. Was interesting. Cool. Cool. Yeah, thank you. Well, Shifting gears, as we like to say on the show, guess who's here? Uh-oh. Andy Cohen. Uh-oh. he's got a glittery oh. new book to share. Hold it up high, friend. And he's a big sell. announcement <laughs> on the future of the Real Housewives. But first, this is today on NBC. Let's see.
3: It's always glitter when the one, the only Andy Cohen pays us a visit. He's not only an Emmy winning host and producer, but he is an author, too, as you know.
0: In fact, Andy's new book is about to hit the shelves. It's called Glitter Every Day, 365 quotes from women I love. Andy, welcome back.
9: Stole the idea
3: right from <laughs> okay. home.
0: I wondered Thank if you, you did. Hoda.
3: But it was you know, a jumping off point. This is what I love about Andy. Andy calls me because I got to ask you something. He calls me and I was like nervous. I don't know what I was thinking. He goes, look. I'm going to do a quote book. It? I, but I want your blessing. I promise you I won't do it without your blessing. Yes. I thought that was the sweetest. It was very well nice. Because you had two very wonderful,
9: <laughs> very hozy quote books. Mine is a little more, it's called Glitter Every Day. And the idea is that you have a little sprinkle of glitter yeah. every morning to start your day. From Malala to Madonna to yes. Countess Luann. Yeah. It's you're, everyone in my oeuvre. It's almost like a I joke
3: book. By the way, I can't stop reading them. I was in my dressing room, laughing, and Thank so much that someone walks in and goes, <laughs> "Why are you giggling?" So this is it. This is a. This is a quote. Kim, would you stop taking pictures of yourself? Your sister's going to jail. That's from Chris Jenner. Yes, and there's a lesson
9: in that. If your sister's going to jail, put the phone down. <laughs> wait, wait. Sure?
3: Here's one from your mom, Evelyn Cohen. I probably would have hated your wife anyway. That was the
9: line she said to me after I came out of the closet. Yeah. And you know what? It just leveled me out.
0: It's true. So you also you quote Hoda and you quote me, which yes. I assume you were just, like, checking the box so you could <laughs> no. come on this show. <laughs> no, that's not true. Because otherwise, As you fact, know I would have been like, why no, are not we in going the going
9: on a few shows in which the people <laughs> are not quoted. <laughs> so we'll see how that goes. What was Hoda's yes. quote? Hoda has a few. Um, One of them is right on
3: time. Yes. Everything is right on time. Yes. yes. Yeah, that was for the babes yes, and all yes, that. Yes,
9: and she told me that.
3: Um, okay, we, this book is great. It's got everybody. Did everybody, everybody jump in? Perfect Christmas
9: gift. Yes. Uh, everybody jumped in. What do you mean? Did everybody was? I mean, well, I mean did
0: you? Did you well, did you call them no, and say, oh, you just. No, no, it's, oh, it's, no, no. no, yeah. it's a tribute. No, <laughs> it's a
1: tribute. Really, it's really cool. Yes, it's Thank you. super fun
0: and adorable. Yeah, Thank listen, you. can we talk about something that I know you're very opinionated about? Yes. Did you watch Halloween? I did. You, okay, here's the deal. You, you always. Speak
9: well, we're surviving the massacre of peanuts of 2015, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and we're still getting over that, that shall not be named. Here's the deal. Emmys all around for your hair team.
0: Oh, thank Honestly, you. Honestly,
9: unbelievable. And you and Jenna the, in the cowboy gear, that was amazing. F- loved your Carrie underwear. It had to be, be... Expl- Carrie Underwood, sorry. <laughs> had to be, I called her Carrie underwear. Um, she's in the book, I think. Uh, <laughs> Also yeah. had to have the WhatsApp thing explained yeah. okay, to me. I was like, mean? "Why are they doing this?" Do you not know and about produ- WhatsApp? I do. It was a little bit of a. It's like chestnut it- from the past. It's not top of it's mind. It's an iconic
0: Super Bowl Understood. commercial. Understood, <laughs> and it was explained Have you to heard me. of "Where's the Beef"? Yes. Same
9: and You guys thing? were covering the Budweiser logo the whole time. Are <laughs> we? Yes. Oh, of we, course. We yes. That. that well, you needed to. So wait. Yes, but- I enjoyed it, okay, and you good. did great. And again, hair and makeup. Today's ten show. plus, brilliant. Ten I love it. Remember, yes. the,
3: remember, I was Snoopy.
9: I was the worst I, oh, Snoopy. Number of us. What about Carson's Carson? minus? <laughs> no,
3: Carson. <laughs>
0: Linus is one of the most terrifying Haunting, things I've ever beheld. Haunting. Wait, we have, Terrible. To, we have to
9: talk about you and little Ben trick yes. treating yesterday. Mm-hmm. We had a great oh, time trick-or-treating, and he has not asked for the C-A-N-D-Y, what know, are you which is amazing. Ben, ben, so I'm ben, acting like it didn't happen. Ben, don't forget Wait. the candy. No, he's not <laughs> watching. we got
3: the basket, and that was it. Yeah,
9: that was it. we're out of time. Look, can you just a,
0: say what you're going to say about the housewives?
9: A, oh, very big. Get your passports. Our 11th city. We are going to the billionaire's playground. The city of gold. The desert oasis. The real housewives of Dubai. What? our first oh. international city produced by Bravo. This is
3: made. You this two don't get May. it. It's <laughs> huge. My sister used to live in Dubai. She just moved back. She could have been a real back.
9: Housewife. We have a great group of friends. This is going to blow the lid off the entire franchise. Love it. Okay, yes. of course it is. Andy, mm-hmm.
3: thank we you. love you. Come back on the 4th hour. I'm um, coming. we got to talk about Glitter Everyday. It's out tomorrow. You can pre-order it at today. What a Christmas gift. shop. It's a good one. Thank you. Next,
0: the NFL star leading the charge for change in his adopted city of Minneapolis. But first, this is today on NBC.
3: By the way, I appreciate everyone's going to buy it. Yes. Thank everyone's going to buy it.
8: Back with
2: once-in-a-lifetime, our series with NBC Sports.
5: NBC's Antonia Hilton is here with a story of the unlikely intersection of football, activism, and grilled cheese.
8: (laughs) For Vikings linebacker Eric Kendricks, the fight for justice in Minneapolis led him to take on a dual role as both athlete and activist. Vikings star linebacker Eric Kendricks has loved Minneapolis since joining the team six years ago. But when his adopted home became the center of grief and anger after the murder of George Floyd, George Floyd! Eric knew he had to do more.
2: Minneapolis is a place that, uh, you know, I care about really deeply. It breaks my heart to see the people of Minneapolis, you know.
8: I'm sure you've heard the saying, stick to sports. Has it ever been hard for you to balance your role as an athlete? and someone who's now also known for activism. If I don't handle the things that I want to handle off the field when I have the time, then it's gonna, it's gonna cloud my mind when, I'm, when, I'm, when I need to focus. When the team huddled to process their heartbreak, Eric thought of his friend Randall Smith, a Minneapolis community organizer incarcerated earlier in his life, now dedicated to helping others.
2: There's a lot of roadblocks, a lot of obstacles, and a lot of closed doors that people don't even want to give you a chance.
8: Randall, a graduate of the Fellow Program at All Square, an advocacy and civil rights group with services for formerly incarcerated people and employment at the artisanal grilled cheese shop he manages. When Eric first visited All Square with teammates, he suddenly felt at home.
2: It's unconventional, you know. Some people um, see uh, you know formerly incarcerated people, and they they traditionally think you know those people have done wrong; they shouldn't deserve any help.
8: The two built a close friendship first around a shared love of cars and Randall's regular jokes about Eric's performance in games. Randall opened up about his years spent in and out of the criminal justice system, the struggle to find work and to get a second chance. All Square's fellowship program changed all of that, investing in him, training him in entrepreneurship and providing therapy. What has All Square been up against trying to do this work? A mountain,
2: because you have a lot of people who don't acknowledge racism, who don't, or who thinks that the statistics of people of color being incarcerated are like a joke.
8: Last fall, Eric presented All Square with a quarter million dollar donation on behalf of the Vikings. What does it mean for you to see Eric recognize that work? Critical
2: that his eyes and his lens see that there's a problem. You could just still be playing football and just be like, hey, you know, I'm good, you know, and not worry about that.
8: On Wednesday, Eric invited Randall to the Vikings' home base under the pretense they'd workshop a new grilled cheese recipe together. Instead, a once-in-a-lifetime surprise. Well,
2: we want you to continue to do the great work, you know, obviously the Vikings support as well. So we have another
8: check for you guys. Oh, oh, <laughs> $150,000, you know what I mean? a $150,000 grant for All Square, and two tickets to the next Super Bowl for his friend.
4: I'm speechless,
2: literally, for real. That's saying a lot, because I always have something to say.
8: (laughs) Just as All Square launches a program to give incarcerated people the chance to earn law degrees while in prison, an opportunity to reach more people like All Square fellow Onika Goodluck. I was so used to living in survival for so long. When I came here, I was told I could start my own business. I could be anything I wanted to be. This week, Randall will debut a new sandwich on All Square's menu. And we call that the Kendricks. I was not sure about jam on a grilled cheese sandwich, but this is really nice. It's a great combination, mm-hmm. isn't it? in honor of an unexpected friendship and all of the unseen possibilities that come when people are given the second chance they deserve. The tickets will not only take Randall to his first Super Bowl, they'll cover his first time ever flying and traveling to California. Wow. so wow. oh that was a God. darn good grilled cheese, right? so good. I didn't think the jam would go well with scrambled egg and cheese, <laughs> yeah. but you've like. got to make this We're at good. home. It's working. It. You're yeah. it. You to check you. it out. Great story. Thank you. Yeah. Coming up next, the third hour of today.
0: Wait